He loves everyone. But most of us don't feel His love because we don't love Him. Mm. Oh, Jesus. I want to be loved. You know, we've been talking about it, Mission of Grace, for the last couple of months. Uh, well, actually, for the last year, it's all been in the aspects of discipleship and molding our inner self and getting ourself taken care of on the inside first and finding that faith and finding that obedience and being able to walk in the Spirit, being able to learn what it is to walk in the Spirit, being able to understand how we can walk in the Spirit. Not understand, you know, and also understanding that we can resist those things of the flesh. We can. God has given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. Amen. Amen. That's what His Word says. He's given us all things that pertain to life, and He's given us all things that pertain to godliness, so that we can become godly. Amen. We can become righteous. We should be walking. As the days and weeks ahead go, you know, go on, we should be becoming more like Him each and every day. Okay? Now, we're not becoming like God in an aspect to where we're going to be God one day. That's a false teaching that some of these churches are bringing out. Okay? God has placed us to be uh, mighty judges or gods on the earth. You know? He's placed us in a very high position to oversee all of creation. Oh, he has. But we're, you know, we need to get up to that level where God is uh, placing us so that we can have that structure on the inside to be able to handle what's on the outside. Amen. Amen. So that's what we're going to be talking about today. Turn with me to 1 Timothy chapter 1. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I thank you for your word. Thank you for your word, Lord God. I thank you for your commandment. I thank you, Lord. Amen. Pray that you use me this morning, Lord. Thank you, Father. First Timothy. It's in the first. Uh, it's in the New Testament, page fourteen eighty-three. Amen. Guys, are there saying amen. 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 amen? This is Paul's letter to Timothy. What? To first Timothy what? Chapter one. This is Paul's letter to Timothy. Uh, Timothy was a young man. He was uh, being raised up in ministry. He was being looked at and pursued by God so that God can establish a place in Ephesus. And uh, Timothy was being raised up so that Paul can go ahead then and move on to another place. And uh, that, that's what apostles are supposed to do. Again. Mm-hmm. They're supposed to you know, raise up a body of believers, form a, a church, or if you want to call it a body of people, and then he would place an overseer or a pastor to, uh, to look over these people. And then he would move on to the next place. Amen. And he had established how many churches? You guys know? 56. Where'd you get that? <laughs> he had established a lot of churches, guys. We really don't know. Yes, sir. 
we only have a few books here, you know, in Romans and, and Galatians and Ephesians, you know. We only have a few books, but we really don't know the impact of Paul upon that God was able to use Paul in many areas. Amen. We only have a few letters. How, how many letters can you write in, in 20 years? How many, how many churches can you raise up in 20 years? A lot of people. Amen. But let's look at 1 Timothy chapter 1. And let's go ahead and, and start in verse number 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the commandment of God. You guys see that? Amen. Okay. By the commandment of God our Savior and the Lord Jesus Christ, our hope. To Timothy, my true son in the faith. Grace, mercy, and peace from our Lord and Father Jesus, and from God our Father and from Jesus Christ our Lord. As I urge you, when I went to Macedonia, remain in Ephesus, that you may charge some that they teach no other gospel, nor give heed to fables or endless genealogies, which cause disputes rather than godly edification. Which is in faith. You guys see this? Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, what was Timothy's job? To take care of his people. Mm -hmm. Amen. And to give them good doctrine. To give them things that would edify the body and not bring dispute and division. Okay. Now, that doesn't seem like it, it, it was a big deal. But being a pastor, it is a big deal. To keep people in unity, <laughs> it really is. And the biggest reason is, is because we all have different mindsets. We all have different thoughts. And the way things should be going. You know? And, and like Paul was saying here, giving heed to fables, you know, or man's traditions of the way things should be, or the way the thing could have been or should have been, you know? Well, you know, we, we've never done this before. You know, I've heard that so many times in the church. Being that they've been rooted and established in a tradition, and it's been that way forever, they tend to think that we should keep on doing this thing forever. But when the true light of the work comes in, instead of it being a truth, it becomes a faith. And we need to understand that there are some things in our life, there are some things in our head that we're going to have to release and, and tend to look at these things as being false. I don't know about what you guys have gone through, but I know, only know for myself that the things I've learned when I was younger, or even when I was older, going in, in and amongst all these different churches, being taught by their different doctors, come to make me realize that there are some things that are being taught out there that are just not good. It's not true. In fact, it's fable or a fairy tale. Okay? It's just like Noah's Ark. You know? Did Moses really create the uh, built and build the ark? It wasn't Moses. It was Noah. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? But how many animals went upon that ark? 
For so many years, it was being taught to me. You know, even as a little kid. You know, there was a certain song that came up, and Noah, you know, built the ark, and they all went in two by two, and so on and so forth. You know, I can't remember the exact way that that song sings, but uh, I, I often remember it being something. And after I got into the Word, I come to recognize that there were more than just two animals going in. In some instances, the clean animals were actually brought in by seven. Who would have known? You see? So we evidently find ourselves believing a certain fable. Okay, or fairy tale. And, and it's not that Noah's Ark is a fable or a fairy tale. Okay? But we have to understand what is the truth. And, and then grow up into that truth, knowing that there was a reason why he had seven animals. You guys know what? Up ahead, you know, Noah didn't know it at the time, but up ahead, he was going to have to uh, provide a sacrifice and an offering to the Lord. You know? So God already sets us up, doesn't he? Before we even go through the trial, before we even go through the storm, before we even hit the dry ground, God already sets up an, an, uh, uh, an opportunity to provide an offering when we get there to the other side. Okay? So there's so, so many other things that we could lay hold of. Okay? Instead of believing a lie, instead of living... You know, and listening to all these things that even the world brings in. You know? Uh, we have to identify ourselves as being a special people, first of all. Amen. Okay? If we are in Christ, mm -hmm. then you're being set apart. And you're not your own. You're not bought with a price. And the one who owns you is the Lord. Amen. And we have to present ourselves as unto the Lord each and every day. And, and we've got to identify that we can't just be, you know, uh, 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 doing things with each other without thinking that there's going to be a, ram a ramification. Mm -hmm. And the reason is, is because you're gods, and you're gods, and I'm gods, and you're gods. Now, the way I treat you, I better be on my utmost respect and honor. Amen? Amen. Come on now. Amen. If I would hurt you in any way, how is that a reflection of me and God? Or how is that a reflection between how God would deal with me? You see? I've got to look at you more than just a woman or more than just a man. Amen. I've got to see you as my brother or my sister. Mm -hmm. You know? I've even learned how to respect my wife. Not because she's my wife, but because she's God's daughter. That's right. And I've got to take care of her the same way that he takes care of me. And I can't go around hurting her or tainting her. You know, because the relationship that God gave me is precious. Would you agree that each and every one of us as friends is a precious gift? Amen. Amen. I consider you guys a precious gift. Amen. I really Amen. do. Some of you guys I don't know as well. Some of you guys I know very well. And in that I see God's precious gift. Amen. And it's given to me. Thank you. 
for a time and a season. I see my children for the first time in a long time. I see them as a precious gift. I see them growing up now, you know, and I wished I would have had that opportunity to see that when they were younger. Hello. But now that I see them getting older and getting married and everything, you know, they're more precious to me. I want to hang around them a little bit more. And last night we had a great time. Just spending time together, you know. And uh, I, I know they're not where they should be, and, but it doesn't matter. They're still a gift. Amen. Hello. Amen. We should all learn to change our insights a little bit more. I think we would love that. Don't you think? Which is cause for the next uh, verse here. This is now the purpose of the commandment is love. Okay? Now that word commandment often is also referred to as a uh, as instruction. Okay? As instruction. Now uh, I'm not necessarily going to say that the Ten Commandments are not what we should be looking at, because they are. But look at it for as instructions for life. Okay? His commandments, we take that word commandment and, and we try to, ah, you know, there's a little bit of resistance with that word commandment. But if I was to say that these things are good for your instruction, you might be apt more to look at them and say, well, I, you know, am I teachable in that area? Amen? You know, what, what are some of the instructions that God has given us in reference to? You know, God is living and, and love. Okay, what are some of the things that you guys can uh, just take off the, uh, the top of your head here? No malicious talk. Okay, no malicious talk. Okay, no, no backbiting, no lying, no stealing. Right? It's not that it's a commandment, you know, and there's a judge out there. He doesn't want to be the judge. He will be the judge one day, but he doesn't want to be a judge. I'm the same way. Even as a father, I would rather be a father than a judge. Amen. 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 If my children would only listen to instruction, I wouldn't have to be a judge. Hello. Amen. You know, that's, that's what I'm saying. I like the word instruction. And you look out throughout the whole book of Proverbs, there's a father talking to his son. And he's trying to instruct him in the way that he should go. Amen? Amen? He says, but the instructions that we are given are for one purpose, and that's love. He wants us to learn how to love. Okay? And he's going to give us instructions so that we can learn what to say or not to say and what to do or not to do. Amen? Amen. And so that thing is there to, to, to eradicate anything that's in this old tough heart. And he wants us to be purged or sanctified or re releasing some of these things that are not good within our hearts. And in that, we start learning what love is and we start walking out in this thing called love. And, and that word that comes within us changes us. From the inside out. 
If you guys would understand who I was 25 years ago and, and, and see my life today, you would see two different people. Literally. Because the one person was fed up and, and angry and, and unclean on the inside. He would not listen to nobody, including himself. Hello. I can talk to myself, but I would never listen to myself. Hello. I wouldn't listen to my dad, so why listen to me? You know? Have you guys ever thought to yourself, you stupid dummy, what are you doing? Amen. You know, and you're talking to yourself, but you keep on doing it, don't you? Hello? Okay? But let's see, the purpose of the instruction is love. Okay? Now look at that as the standard. Okay? I want to create a standard here this morning. Amen. And from love, I want you guys to see three things. Okay? From love, we're going to create a pure heart. Hello? From love, we're going to create a pure heart. Okay? That's one of the things that God is using instruction for, is to purify your heart. Okay? One of the reasons why I can see this uh, is because we are in need of a pure heart. We can't come to God unless we have clean hands and a pure heart. Now, pureness of heart, I had to look at that word pure. Pureness of heart means that it's not defined, that it's not tainted or mixed. Okay? In the old ways of doing things with the Israelites, uh, they, they couldn't have but uh, uh, certain garments on. And, you know, if it was going to be wool, it was all going to have to be 100% wool. Okay? You couldn't mix two fabrics together. Okay? Like I think we do today. Okay? And I'm just being honest. I, if you're going to have cotton, don't mix it with polyester. Amen. You see what I'm saying? And that that was a pure thing. That was a pure garment. That's how you look at things. It was pure because it wasn't mixed. It wasn't tainted with something else. Okay? And that's the way our hearts have got to be. Okay? You, you can't have it mixed. You can't have it divided. You can't have it tainted. You've got to have a pure heart. Okay? It shows up in worship. Yes. Amen. It really does. This morning, I tell you, I love it. When brothers can dwell together in unity. And there's a song of praise or a song of, you know, upward uh, revelation, you know, when we're all singing together. And, and you can feel the pureness being rose to his nostrils. And don't you think God, his nostrils would get a sense of something pleasant? You see? And it's because of our hearts. When we're singing with all of our hearts, something pleasant comes out. That's right. And you don't have to be in tune. You don't have to be in key or be at the right pitch. It just is, man, it's beautiful. And all of a sudden, all this mixture tends to be like a man eating soup. And he eats it with joy. You know, he delights in the worship of the saints. Amen.
It's a pure heart. The reason why you're being instructed today is so that you can have a pure heart. The reason for instruction today is so that you can keep a pure heart. What does the Lord's word say? I hide his word in my heart. So I don't sin against you. Amen? Guys, this word, this instruction, has got to be put in you so that we can have a pure heart. Amen? Amen. Whatever comes out of your mouth usually is because of what's in your heart. Okay? You have a hard time with your tongue? Check your heart. I'm just being honest. A lot of times our heart is hard and not soft. A lot of times our heart has got scars on it. And that heart needs to be renewed. Needs to be strengthened. Needs to be purified. And I tell you the truth, guys. My heart at one time was like a rock. I had no love, none, and I guarded that because I didn't want anyone to hurt me anymore. And I wanted to love, but I was so hurt. I was so much rejected. I had hurt so many other people. And I didn't realize that by me hurting you, it also brought hurt back to me. And it made it worse. Because of unforgiveness and bitterness and anger and resentment, it makes your heart hard. And then instruction comes in, and in that place, you don't want to hear it. And the reason is, is because that instruction tells you to release those things that are causing your heart to harden. And more times than not, it's like a trump card. You don't want to release it. You want to keep it just in case. But you've got to release it. Because love believes all things. Love trusts all things. Love hopes. You see what I'm saying? And so when you release that, that pain and that scar that was residing within that heart is now brought forth before God. And your heart becomes more pure each and every time. Now, as you guys can see, my heart is pretty fleshy. It beats and it hurts quite a bit. But the thing about it is, just, I'd rather be alive than dead. Hello. You can't be alive when your heart ain't pumping. Hello. So you've got to understand that the instruction that God gives you is for a good thing. He wants to change your heart. He's also there in verse number 5 to give you a good conscience. Love resides. The instruction is given so that you can have a clean conscience. Man, that is an awesome thing to have. To be able to get up in the morning and to go to bed at night and not having your voice taint you and try you and convict you because you're not doing good. Man, I would hate 
get up in the mornings. I would even hate to go to bed at night. There were times where I would be in, uh, 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 what is the word? Uh, torment. When my mom would wake me up in the morning, she would hate to wake me up. She'd take a, 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 a broom handle and poke me because I'd come out swinging. I did not want to wake up. My conscience, I couldn't steer it. I tried to get rid of my conscience. I tried to put it down. I tried to lock the door. For, for some stupid reason, someone would be giving him the key and I would be tormented with his conscience. That's what I'm saying. We've got to treat each other better. Amen. Because my conscience, I tell you, if I do something wrong, my conscience is right there. Yes, and I thank God for my conscience. I used to hate my conscience. But now that little voice that speaks to me said, ah, ah, ah. Whatever you did 10 years ago, you can't do it again today. Hello. Whatever you did as a five-year-old, that's what a five-year-old does. But now that you're 15, you got to be a 15-year-old. you got to act like a 15-year-old. If you're 45, guess what? you got to act like a 45-year-old. I've known men that have been trapped and have been 10-year-olds for 40 years. They act like 10 year olds. They're trapped. When forgiveness comes, their heart is released, their mentality gets cleaned up, and for the first time ever, I'm starting to see them walk according to their conscience and not according to their flesh. Hello. You know your emotions can tie you up? Amen. They can. Because you won't listen to your, you won't listen to your conscience, you won't listen to your spirit, but you'll listen to the flesh. Big old billboard sign comes up, Whopper! Right? But your conscience says, say, ah, ah, ah. You know what the doctor said? You know, you can't have a one, but you can have it your way! Right? Listen, if you have to, if, if you're listening to all this and you can understand what I'm saying here today, self-control will keep you in a place to where your conscience is clean. Amen. 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 You should be able to go to bed every night with a clean conscience. Amen. If you don't, you don't need to be going to bed until your conscience is clean. Amen. Because you can't sleep until you're conscience is clean. You can't rest until your conscience is clean. Right. And sometimes the Lord might you know, give you uh, uh, certain things that will come back up into your remembrance before you go to bed. And He'll want you to deal with those things before you go to bed. Because it does say in the Word, you know, before the sun sets, get things right. Because you don't know if you're going to be waking up in the I'd rather go to bed with a clean conscience, knowing that everything was said and okay. It may not be feeling all right, but at least it's okay with me and God. Amen? Amen? 
I can go to bed and sleep okay. You know, I've never been able not to sleep unless my conscience is dealing with me. Okay? So the purpose of the commandment is a pure heart and a good conscience. The third thing I want to talk about here today is a sincere faith. Okay? Sincere faith. A true faith. Something that's real. We're not playing games. Okay? Let's put away the toys. The Xbox. Come on now. When are we going to start believing God for what He really says? Sincerity means that we're actually putting 100% at the table. And we're actually believing with everything that we have. No longer doing like the Gentiles once did, but now giving all to God and believing and trusting in Him with all of our heart. That's what He says in Proverbs. He doesn't say that things will come if we only give Him half of our heart or half we trust Him. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Right? And He will establish your ways. Well, what if your ways are not established? Then your heart is not being given over to Him. You're not being sincere. You only want half of what God wants you to have. Where He wants you to have the whole thing. You can't do this thing half-heartedly. Remember, He gave His only Son so that He can have you. Hello? You think that He's going to give something away and only get something halfway back? No! He gave so that He can get Hello? He gave so that he could get. How many? As many as the thing is going to produce. Remember, he, he planted one seed in the ground. But what is he expecting? He's expecting a whole lot more than just one seed. He's producing a harvest. He's wanting a harvest. He's wanting all of us. Not just half of us. And Jesus just didn't die with half a heart. He died with a sincere faith. He gave his life away. So that in turn, we may gain his life sincerely. Hello? I'm telling you, if we were in Haiti or Africa or some of these other places where they're being persecuted as Christians, we would see a sincere faith over there. They ain't playing games over there. We tend to play a lot of games. And we don't listen to instruction. We need to listen to instruction. It is a life or death situation here. I'm telling you the truth. It is life and death here. It's just not as severe as what you would think it is. But like some people were telling me, well, my friend is going to hate me, man. They kill people over there. They do too in Gaffney. Yes, sir. Yeah. Amen. Amen. There ain't no difference. There are some places in Gaffney that you just don't go to. Same thing in Spartanburg. There are some places you just don't go to. Okay? Unless God calls you. Hello? God calls me to Haiti. I went by myself a few times and I had no fear. 
Amen. Is God is with me. Amen. Now, in the beginning, when me and Miss Brenda was going, I was pretty. <laughs> I'm serious. But after a while, you know what? Because of the pureness of my heart, because of my clean conscience, it gives me confidence. And, and then I start hearing God's voice. And then I start seeing His path being made way for me, right? And in this walk, I'm becoming more confident. After a while, I'm, I'm less fearful. The only reason why I would be in fear is because I'm, I, I know within myself I've got some things that ain't lining up with God, and I hope I don't die right now, because if I did, I might not make it. That's the only reason why I would fear. But if I'm lined up with God, and everything said with everything else in my life, I have no need to fear if I die. Hallelujah! I'll be going home. The only reason why I would ever fear is that there's something in my life that still ain't lined up. Well, get it lined up and abolish that fear and get rid of it. Quit walking in fear. Walk in faith. Knowing that God gave you His life and He set you up in it, and if He begun to work in you, He will accomplish it and finish it. All you have to do is walk in faith. Okay? Let go of those things that are causing you unrest. Let go of those things. If you're worrying and in fear, it is not of God. I'm telling you the truth. You can go to sleep in Haiti with a good night's rest, not worrying about the voodoo, not worrying about those uh, 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 zombies and everything else that they claim are over there. I'm telling you the truth. I can go to sleep just as easy in Haiti as if I did when I was over here. Amen. There's no difference. The only difference is my state of mind of where I am at with God. That's why I fast and pray and make sure that everything's okay before I go to Haiti. Hello? Amen. I ain't stupid. I don't want to go over there and think that just because I'm a Christian, just because I'm American, just because my daddy's in heaven, that he's going to take care of me, and I can go out and do things and, and be the all, uh, you know, uh, all abrasive, and I can treat people badly, and I can do this and I can do that. I can smoke a joint every once in a while. I can go to crowds and then go and do the ministry. I can't do that. God is not a boss. This is a world of hatred. This ain't no, this ain't a sweet by and by. This is a battlefield. If I'm sending you out to battle, I'm going to make sure that you're okay. Fully equipped. And ready. Inside and out. I'm going to be stupid enough to just give you a gun and you not be ready. You'll get killed. And then you're going to kill somebody else because of your own stupidity. Hello. Mm-mm-mm. That's why we've got to be taking care of each other. You know? My mindset ain't just all on me. Hello. I'm thinking about you first. And then myself said. Is that the way it's supposed to be? Amen. Okay. Because my actions hurt you first. 
and then me. Am I right? That's why I, I'm more prone to stay clean right now. Yeah. It's because my eyes ain't all about me. It's about you. How it affects you. My conscience is going to be clean. Is my heart going to stay pure? What about my faith? Is it sincere? Or am I just playing games? I don't need anyone just playing games. If you want to play games, go out there to get me. They've got a pretty good football game going on here this coming Friday. Go play games. I, I don't want anyone playing games. I'm tired of seeing people play games. The reason is, is because there's a lot of tired people out there, and what are we doing? Playing games. People are not being fed. We don't have the resources. We're grumbling, griping, you're playing. And the reason is, is because we're, we're thinking that the instruction coming to us is not good. Well, Lord, you know, I don't need to be that way. I can do it this way. Oh, okay. Okay. Go your way and see if you're blessed. And when it doesn't happen, come back and we'll talk. Amen. Okay? Amen. Mm. Now, if you want to, you can read the rest of the chapter there. Because it's obvious that uh, Paul was dealing with people who did not have a pure heart, uh, were causing thing, uh, bitterness and strife. Uh, they had the aspect of looking like they were Christians on the outside. But on the inside, they were like ravenous wolves. And, uh, you know, we need to be careful, guys. I'm not raising up a church or a body of believers so that we can crown and be all that. I'm not. I'm actually raising up a church so that we can be different and holy and honorable and loving. Where people, when people look at us, they're going, wow, Mission of Grace, how's your destiny? Wow, those people are righteous. Those people are doing something. They're, you know, they're actually doing something. They're feeding people. I've never seen that done before in my life. Hello. I want us to be a wonder and a spectacle. I do. I want to see people. When people see us, I want them to say, "Wow." You know, didn't God say that we were to be lights? How can we be light when we're hiding our lights with we're against You know? Or it's been tainted. And the flame's only this big instead of being this big. Hello? You know, I, I noticed something with candles too. Okay? A candle does not burn very well unless the wax itself is pure. Am I right? You get a candle wax that's all corroded and contaminated. It won't burn at all. You'll try to light that thing. Okay? Well, what you have to do is you have to melt the wax, take off the dross, and then reform it. Okay? With a new wick. Okay? Then, woohoo! <laughs> Am I right? Am I right? It's not the, it's not the flame that's a problem. It's the impurities within the wax. How many of us don't want to be melted, though? Sometimes you have to be remelted. 
and then reshapes and reforms. Right? Hey, reform me, Lord. Hello. Now, I like my shape, but you know, if you can give me a, a nicer shape, praise God. Hello. You know? Look, look, check this out. Go to Psalms, uh, oh, no, 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 uh, Isaiah 43. And I'll close with this. Look at this. Isaiah 43. Yeah, I got five minutes. Isaiah 43. Guys, there, say amen. Amen. Look at this. Verse 1. Verse 1. But now, thus saith the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel. You guys see that? He created Jacob, but then he had to destroy Jacob and form him into Israel. You guys see that? Fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. <laughs> Isn't that awesome? When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. And when you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. You guys see that? Now, he didn't say that we wouldn't be melted in the flame. He just said that we wouldn't be hurt in the flame. The flame is there to get rid of impurities. So let the flame do what it does the best, right? Purifies us. He didn't say that the waters wouldn't come all the way up. And he just said it wouldn't overtake us. You know what water's there for? To purify us. Every time we take a bath, right? We use water. Right? He's talking about the rivers. Well, rivers are directions and opportunities. Okay? I would see them as, as a motivational thing to take us to another level. Or to take us to another place. And he... He, he, he told us right here that the, uh, the, the rivers, that it shall not overflow you. It shall not be as, as, as to where it will be uh, 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 totally overtaking you to where you won't be able to see and understand where you're going. Okay? I've been in some rivers. Man, they're pretty quick. Pretty fast. They move you. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? A river can move you. You go up to Colorado and get into the Colorado River, you will be moved. But you will not be overtaken. You understand? You won't be in fear. You'll be moved. Okay? But you won't be overtaken. And it's like, I've got you. I've got you, man. I've got you. There's a reason why you're going through the water. There's a reason why you're going down the river. There's a reason why you're going through some fire. But the only reason is, is so I can purify your heart. Take care of your circumstances. 
get you in a right, right mind and not have to worry about your, your, uh, your uh, uh, conscience eating at you day after day. Am I right? Making you holy and pure. It's spectacle for me. Isn't that good? Keep on reading this one too. Isaiah 43. That's good stuff. But this morning, I want to give you guys an opportunity. I want to give you guys an opportunity. If you guys are, are, are wrestling with the Lord here this morning, let's get it right. Okay? I, 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 we need to move forward. Okay? Let's not let the sin, let's not let the, the things that are besetting us hold us back. Okay? Let's get right so that we can move forward. Okay? I don't want to be by myself. If I have to be, I guess I will. I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be held back because of my sin. I, I'm going to be clean. If I sin, I'm getting right right then and there. I'm telling you the truth. I'm not saying that I'm perfect by any means. But what I am saying is, I'm, I'm taking this thing seriously, and I'm bringing myself before the Lord each and every day. And if I do have anything wrong, I'm getting it right then. I'm not waiting till Sunday. I'm not waiting till Wednesday night. If it's Monday morning, I'm getting right with God. Before the sun sets, if I'm not right with my wife, I, I know some, sometimes she doesn't like it, but you know, I've got to get it right. I want to go to bed in peace. You know how sometimes you guys wake up on the wrong side of the bed? Don't go to bed on the wrong side of the bed. Hello? You can wake up on the wrong side of the bed, but get everything right during the day, and then go to bed on the right side. Where you're supposed to be. Amen? Amen. Guys, it's not supposed to be hard. Okay? It's not supposed to be hard. It's supposed to be a, an opportunity. Amen? Amen? Let's all stand. Father, I want to thank you for giving me the word this morning. I want to thank you, Lord, for you are truly holy. You are righteous in all your ways.